there's been a lot of talk about Wall Street lately. Trading, shorting, buying and selling, other fancy stock market terms with which I'm familiar enough to recognize but not really do anything with. Except what's been on my mind has been a different kind of trading game in the cafeteria. What were the high-value snacks for you? A Capri Sun for a fruit roll-up is fair trade. Cosmic brownies and nutty bars were chocolate gold. Apples and oranges actually could play. Sandwiches were essentially a non-factor, but strawberry milk was worth throwing an elbow over. The highest prize came in a plastic package, maybe even a cardboard box if it was the fancy kind. A Lunchable, pizza, nachos, crackers with slices of cheddar jack cheese and highly processed rounds of ham. That, my friends, was a coveted lunch. Did you grow up in the 90s? Exactly. I mean, yes, we, we exactly. all ate them. Maybe too many of them. Yeah. <laughs> Sub the ham for prosciutto, the cheddar jack for gruyere, and make the crackers a little fancier. And that's pretty much what I had for lunch just the other day, actually. But now we call it something elevated. Charcuterie. I'm Caitlin Brown. I'm Corey Bickford. We make adult Lunchables for a living. Yeah, I know, exactly. <laughs> Just growing up Lunchables. Today on Abby Eats St. Louis, Charcoo in the Lou. We make a great team and it's been really fun. The made-to-order charcuterie plates and boards business is merely months old, but they're already pulling in a whole lot of cheddar. <laughs> we are... Um, very, very busy, but it's a great problem to have, and we're hoping to make this full-time for the both of us. What inspired the lifelong friends to get serious about adult Lunchables, what makes their smorgasbord different, and their tips for your next at-home spread. Plus, food plans to get you through a very cold, very tasty weekend. This is one of those moments where I'm glad this is an audio story and not a typed one because I'm bound to spell charcuterie wrong many, many times here. Sorry, Dory. My French language education should be more helpful, though, as the term translates from the word for a pork butcher. The Merriam-Webster definition of charcuterie is, quote, delicatessen. Wow, I can't even say delicatessen. <laughs> delicatessen specializing in dressed meats and meat dishes or the products sold in such a shop. That's a very simple definition to describe the elaborate spreads that incorporate sliced pork cuts like salami, capicola, prosciutto, pepperoni. Usually a charcuterie plate includes at least a few of those options, plus an assortment of cheeses like brie, havarti, gouda, mozzarella, provolone. Then you've got to have some toasts or different types of crackers or flatbreads. And here's where things get fancy, as if it wasn't fancy enough before. How about some fruit, like grapes and raspberries, olives, mini pickles? Oh wait, we're being fancy. Um, Let's call them gherkins. Some kind of jam. It's okay to combine sweet and savory, even spicy, like strawberry cayenne. Really, anything goes. This is not a fork and plate kind of situation, not necessarily. Grab a spreading knife and make each bite your own whatever you want it to be. Graze to your heart's content. Sometimes I don't feel like cooking lunch or even dinner, and the fact that I can throw meat, cheese, bread, and jam on a plate and call it a meal, that I can just kind of nibble on it while watching Netflix in my work sweats in front of the TV and somehow still feel accomplished, just because I got the good meats from Volpe and the expensive cheese from the expensive cheese section at Schnucks, 
That is an adulting win. It's an entertaining win, too. There's really no cooking involved, and the end result of every bite is up to the person eating it. So, no surprise, charcuterie plates and even bigger boards of the spread have exploded in popularity at events, big and small. They became a staple for Corey and Caitlin as they gathered with their pod during the early months of the pandemic shutdown. We were having backyard wine and charcuterie nights, and one day... We were like, ah, oh, this could be a fun hobby. So that's kind of how it started. And it's just, yeah, it kind of exploded on us, but in a good way, in a very good way. At first, it was just a fun idea, something they would love to do. They would sell local wherever possible. They do a little mix of sweet and savory, maybe some themed spreads. But they didn't get serious until they had a name. They wouldn't let themselves get serious until they had a name. Corey was pretty insistent on that. The name, she knew, she told me, would be the secret to their success. They needed something catchy, something fun to say, something memorable. She was driving, actually, when she came up with it. Charcou in the loo. She called Caitlin right away, and that was it. Boom, they went for it and hit the ground running. They launched just before the holidays, gift box-sized personal boxes to feed your whole family, even dessert and hot chocolate-themed spreads to keep things interesting. People bought them up like hotcakes. Now, people bought them up like cheese plates. And the ladies celebrated their first holiday season sold out. They basically work on this until, you know, the wee hours of the night, some nights, depending on what I'll do the next day and how many inquiries and things like that we get. But honestly, it's been so fun and never in a million years would we have imagined it would turn into something this big and so quickly and... Our family members have been helping out, you know, kind of all hands on deck to to help make things run. Teamwork makes the dream work. Mm -hmm. So we truly are so grateful for all of our family and friends that have chipped in to help get us to where we are at. 2020 seems like a tough year to decide to pull the trigger on something like this. From what I'm hearing you say, though, it almost feels like that was that was the trigger. That was what made you move forward with something like this and you're seeing opportunities to help other businesses that maybe actually had a were already existing and then had a harder 2020 is that fair to say yeah I think definitely so. I don't think we thought about this idea pre-covid no um, I think it was we like knew that we were creative and that we you know had an eye for design but we never thought it would actually be like fruitful and turn into something especially something as big as this that could eventually be a full-time for us um so yeah the pandemic definitely played a role in it and i think just the timing that we launched also played a, i think there's a lot of different factors of why we're so successful we launched right before the holidays our hot chocolate board just like boomed it was in real homes article um the real homes um online article and then um you know just it kind of just snowballed into where we are now and our clientele has just been you know, friends tell friends and family and, you know, they spread the word and then all the small businesses have been kind of sharing the news and spreading the word. So it's definitely been like a ripple effect, but we couldn't have done it without, you know, everyone. File this one under, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys get that a lot? That I, what, what, this is such a great idea. It seems so simple. It's, and it's so broad in appeal I mean do you do you hear things like that a lot yeah I think a lot of people are the idea of charcuterie is kind of a new 
like style of eating that people have really become accustomed to during COVID. You know, people are staying home. They want something special and people are appreciating foods that they can eat at home now more than ever. So um, I think that's kind of how things started. And then the whole social distance thing, you know, every, like making the little jars, making things um, individually served has like really been popular. Um, well, at the holidays, it was kind of fun hearing people's stories of like, oh, I'm gonna order this for my parents. Can you guys deliver it? Cause I'm not seeing them at Christmas. So it was kind of mm -hmm. neat to see when people were having you know, abnormal holidays, they were still making those connections and having mm -hmm. special moments with their family, even if they weren't together. So that, I thought that was really fun. What is your favorite thing you've learned in the process of owning this business so far? It's a great Ooh, question. We have learned a lot. Yeah. I mean, I have so much appreciation now for small businesses, for being in the restaurant and food industry. I didn't know that you needed to worry about Valentine's Day before Christmas, even <laughs> like January one hit and everyone was already like posting Valentine stuff. Um, so I think just the appreciation for all of the little behind the scenes things, um, like all of the work that goes into getting that one picture that's on Instagram takes a lot of errands and a lot of logistical details, a lot, a of, lot messaging. of messaging and ordering and, um, you know, things that people don't really see how much time goes into this one product. Um, so appreciation for just time management and collaborating. And one thing I've also learned is that like by supporting other small businesses, like we, that's how you get big. Like you can't just make it on your own. You have to all work together and collaborate together. And um, you scratch my back, I'll scratch your back. And here we are like booming. So I think that just supporting our, our friends and local businesses out there has really been a blessing yeah, for us. I think so. Yeah, I think pretty much what Corey said, but I think like the collaboration, it's like the community of like mm -hmm. the local businesses that have like, you know, shared our stuff or even just people that have purchased from us and just share it on their thing and just say the nicest things. Yeah. I just think the connections that we've made have just yeah. been. It's more um, than just meat and cheese yeah. and candy. Like we're actually like making a difference in people's lives and helping people. Like we delivered um, a bunch of boards to Mercy's NICU nurses yesterday. They saved this one of our clients' babies' lives. And you know, she's like, I can't thank you enough. She, those are my earth angels. And like, you made their day, you know? So it's like hearing stories like that and hearing people, a lot of our orders are for gifts for birthdays or for deaths in the family. And, you know, we're bringing people together and we're helping them through phases of their lives, whether it's good or bad. Um, so I think, I think the stories that come with the orders, mm -hmm. are my, that's been my favorite part. For sure. Like there was one, so my dad's from Ireland, born and raised. And we had a guy from Cork, Ireland reach out to us in order for his friend who lives in central West end who this was her first Christmas not coming home. So he had a, it was a surprise delivery, just like things like that, just make it special and fun. And wow. And bringing people together yeah. at a time where we can't be together is a huge, huge thing. Exactly. Totally. I think that's a huge part of why we're so successful. But much like avocado toast and cupcakes, any food popularized by millennials just tastes better when it looks pretty. This morning, a lady was like, I'm ordering from you because I would rather delegate this task to a company than buy all of the ingredients myself and, you know, make it look very mediocre. And, you know, like a lot of people aren't confident in their abilities. So they're like, I'm just going to delegate and let you guys, you know, work your magic and save me the time and the money. And 
support a local business. So that's been really helpful to have people like that. I went to a friend's giving like two years ago and somebody was like, I'll make a charcuterie board. And we were so excited when she shows up with it. And it's the first thing people do is not go out and reach to take a bite. You get your cell phone out and take a picture of it. Right. It's pretty. I imagine even charcuterie boards have to have design principles. So mm-hmm. I think, I think the visual part is huge. Cause I think mm-hmm. it's like, people like to eat pretty things mm-hmm. and I'm a big, I like to almost have every color of the rainbow on there just cause I think that makes it prettier. I've, I'm a big rainbow person, like everything in my life, every rainbow order. But, um, yeah, so I think, I think the visual has been, huge yeah, cause people like pretty things and yeah. And then also not only color, but texture. And yeah. we also want to factor what's delicious too, you know, like we want it to be both pretty and delicious, not just pretty, um, because, you know, we want it to taste good and to look good. Um, so including textures and then also in, like keeping the design elements, like you don't want two colors of the same thing, two colors next to each other. You want to like, we like to do it diagonally from each other to make sure that you're kind of visually appealing to your design. And um, but yeah, I would say color, texture, um, taste, size, I mean, yeah. um, like the ramekin bowls, we have to make sure we don't put those like right in the middle. You want to kind of space them out. You know, I don't it's know. It's like we, a whole puzzle piece. It's like, yeah, when we're building a new board, like it'll take us not that long. And like five hours later, we're still like right. turning yeah. a strawberry a little bit to the left. Like right. you get a little bit. Everything has it. to be angled perfectly. Yeah. Every sprig of rosemary has to be placed perfectly you know we're very we're very particular and OCD (laughs) about everything when we first make it too but Mm -hmm. how about the flavor combinations is there a golden ratio of making sure you have x amount of pieces of salty and sweet and this cheese that hits this part of the mouth and this cheese (laughs) that is more like this or am I overthinking it no. no, that's like for fancier. Like you definitely want to pair that stuff, but like the general rule of thumb is like, you want at least a soft cheese and a hard cheese. So we always have one, if, at least one of each of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we will add some salty, some sweet. So you just kind of want to have, we like to have a combo. Yeah. Like we always have nuts and then a cookie. Um, so kind of salty and sweet. And then, yeah, definitely. Like she said, the cheeses, um, a variety of each, like we don't want three cheddars. We want you know, a cheddar and a brie and, um, you know, like manchego um, or, yeah, or whatever, right, yeah. whatever it is, but yeah, different flavors. And then, um, combinations of salty and sweet. We also like to include fresh fruits and vegetables. Um, and then we also like to provide a few different kinds of crackers so that you can kind of pair and get different flavors in each bite. And we just want to make sure we're using really good quality ingredients. That's our biggest goal. We want we want people to be satisfied and taste it and say, that looks awesome. That tastes awesome. I'm supporting awesome local businesses, you know, kind of the trifecta. Yeah. How did you guys get to a point where you felt confident in your charcuterie? <laughs> so we, I have followed probably hundreds of charcuterie companies all over the country. And some of them are just so talented. So watching like, they'll do like those reels on Instagram where they show you how to do certain techniques. And so just kind of playing around with that and trial and error and just practicing a lot of things and playing around, like even looking back at our first post, I'm yeah. like, wow, like we've learned a lot. Yeah. It's just funny and thinking at the time that looked good. Now I'm like, Ooh, I would not, but yeah, so it's just, you learn a lot you play around with a lot and getting ideas just from other people, I think has been really and Caitlin and I are both very similar in the fact that 
We're both like very creative people. We love party planning. We love a good themed party. <laughs> so, yeah. and every wine night we would always have like our, I felt like every month or week, our boards would, you know, we would take it we up to the next or notch yeah. or whatever. And really that's super fun. Well, it's yeah. kind of fun. It's almost like you're creating artwork, like with the colors yeah. and just making it pretty. It's just, it's really fun. I think. Right. So sure. it's good that we enjoy it. It makes it feel less like work. Yeah. It's definitely there's a design element to it. And we're both, we both have an eye for detail and design. And for example, our chief's board that we made for the Super Bowl yesterday, we were like, what candies are red and yellow? You know what? Like we were just trying to think of how can we make this creative and cute and delicious and, you know, bring that vision to life. Yeah. I was up at like 1145 the other night, like researching red and yellow candy. I'm like, oh, lost my mind. <laughs> but that's what we do that's what we think about yeah. candy and cheese and marshmallows yeah. that's that what sounds we do. freaking awesome yeah no, right. <laughs> like what else is there to think about <laughs> truly don't know <laughs> so now i'm chatting with someone who i would love to just sit on the couch and share a charcuterie board with my friend producer dory almost hi that sounds lovely right now that doesn't sounds it? great yes doesn't it yes. and Dory, what is your, if you're doing a charcuterie spread at home, what's your go-to? Do you have like a go-to cheese or meat or something that like, it's not a real board if you don't have it or not a real spread if you don't have it? Yes, absolutely. We always get a wedge of brie. Actually have one that we just started on this weekend that's still in the fridge. So always brie. I love Parmesan too. Just that really saltiness about Parmesan. So that's a must for me. As far as crackers go, we go for these really thin wafer-like ones. I can't remember what they're called, but they come in like a little box and there's like seemingly 200 of them packed into this tiny box because they're so thin and anything rosemary flavored too, just like, mwah. Man, we need to stop doing this. Like when we're both a little hungry, I don't know. No, it's lunchtime right now. <laughs> it is. It is. What do you say we get the show on the road and get to some food news? Let's do it. All right. So we've got something for the at-home chefs who like to elevate their cooking. So the chefs at some of our favorite Del Mar Loop restaurants have put together these recipe cooking kits. They're for sale at United Provisions which is also in the loop. Mm -hmm. um, so these are similar to the cooking bundles that Global Foods had put together. We talked about them, mentioned them in our holiday gift guide late last year. Mm -hmm. This time, these bundles include recipes from American Falafel, Nudo House, Pie Pizzeria, and the Bon Mi Shop. They're available at uh, United Provisions all month long. They cost $25. And some of the money from each kit is going to go directly to that respective restaurant that you're supporting. Mm. And 25 bucks, that's nothing. That's, that's not great. bad. Yeah. And yeah. these kits, um, they include everything that you need to make the recipe, the restaurant inspired dish at your home. So you can feel like a real big time chef in your own kitchen. I love it. And very cool that they're getting so hyper-local with doing everything on the Del Mar loop and some mm -hmm. good restaurant choices there. Mm. Okay. Well, we're going to have to go back to talking about food we've eaten recently because Dory, I want to know what the best thing is you've had to eat this week. Uh, well, speaking of city restaurants, we got to go from Turmeric this week. Um, I think I've mm. mentioned them on the podcast before and I yes. believe I've had them too. So good. Yes, they're so good. So we haven't had them since we kind of 
picked off of our friends' plates when we ate there before the pandemic last mm-hmm. year. Um, so we finally ordered them again, uh, got a variety of small bite plates and an entree. Everything was so good. I think my favorite thing that I got there was the crispy cauliflower. It was like tossed in this. Yes, it's so good. It's like, I just give me a big bowl of them and I could eat that for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It was so good. Um, We also ordered some samosas, which were just like these little pillows of fluffy deliciousness. Um, The chicken curry with rice was great. My husband really liked that because he doesn't like coconut flavor and their curry really doesn't have that coconut flavor in it. So that was great for him. And we also got a chicken kebab that had a couple different uh, spiced chicken flavors with the chutney that was just, oh, it was so good. I could like slurp up that chutney. It was so good. What Um, I liked about turmeric is it's all so like, there's so many different types of flavors and it's not that if you've had Indian food that's heavy in the past, you might be kind of worried about that and it's not it really isn't I don't Mm-mm. think from there no and nothing was overly spiced or like too out there of a flavor it was all mm-hmm. just like so perfectly put together and honestly the prices weren't that bad either so we had a whole lot of food didn't have to spend a whole lot of money and still had some leftovers too which I've definitely like devoured in the past couple of days oh yeah you had had leftovers those ones had them, I'm sure. they're gone <laughs> yes <laughs> I also had leftovers from a takeout um, meal that I ordered myself on Friday night. I was like, you know what? I am not cooking after a long week and a couple long weeks. I was like, I'm not going to, it was just myself. So I ordered from Cochina Latina um, Mm -hmm. in the central West end on Euclid. And I, we have a colleague actually, Justina Coronel, um, a fellow reporter who I actually asked her how, authentic the food is there and um she says it is the spot um you know she says a lot of good options around here but that's the best in her opinion so I was Mm -hmm. like that's high praise and I ordered what is also her favorite dish lomo lomo saltado Lomo saltado. It's hard to say because I'm, I'm drooling thinking about it again because it's so tasty. It's a steak dish. Um, it's beef in this really, really savory sauce with some veggies um, and served over rice. It had French fries on top also, which is a like the thick cut steak fries. So that kind of is, it's different, but it absorbed the sauce so well. And it was really, really delicious. And then the next day, actually, with some of the leftovers, once some of the rice had dried out a little bit and I hadn't quite finished all of it fried an egg over the top and made it into a breakfast item and oh perfect I think if you fry an egg over leftovers it becomes breakfast and it was delicious and it was uh, mm, so good highly recommend I also got an empanada there too um that I didn't love as much only because my grandmother made empanadas uh, that I'm like have a very soft if they don't taste like exactly like hers, I don't love them as much, but I could acknowledge that it was good. So. It was good still. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. So I don't know. I might treat myself again this Friday to some kind of takeout meal, just like a, something fancy like that. Like- maybe. Yeah, maybe I'll do that. There's lots of options of things to do this weekend, though. It is February. It is a very, very going to be a very chilly weekend. Um, so, you know, maybe a good weekend to do some, to bring some takeout home for yourself. The weekend of February 5th through 7th, this Saturday, 
is the taste of Soulard, but like everything else with these Mardi Gras events, it's going to look a little bit different this year. Um, it is a drive-through taste of Soulard that they're saying is kind of like a choose-your-own-adventure. So what you do is you buy a $30 booklet, you get to pick six to-go samples of signature dishes at the different Soulard establishments that are participating in this. Um, technically, the deadline to get a guaranteed booklet was Wednesday, However, it sounds like from some of the reporting and what you've sniffed out, Dory, it sounds mm-hmm. like there will be some limited quality quantities available as you're heading into the weekend. Um, that being said, if you're listening to this right now and you're interested in that, hop online and you want to order that ASAP. Um, you can always obviously support Soulard restaurants throughout this Mardi Gras season, but that's a great way to sample several of them. Yeah, I love that. The way that they're kind of innovating with that there, that sounds fun where you can try the signature dishes at a bunch of those different places. So a good option there. And I know you said it was going to be cold this weekend. I don't care how cold it is. I am always in the mood for ice cream. Yeah. Especially when it's for breakfast. So this Saturday is ice cream for breakfast day. And we have a bunch of places in the St. Louis area that are participating. I'm going to write up a web story. We'll put a link to all of these places in the episode notes of this episode. So you can get all the details there. Mm -hmm. We'll tell you here first. So we've got, of course, one of our favorites, Clementines. Every year they come out with a couple new limited edition breakfast themed flavors. So this year it's vegan coffee and date, cinnamon cereal crunch milk, which sounds so good. That sounds so good. (laughs) Sounds really good. But wait for this one. Ricotta French toast with blueberry. It looks as good as it sounds. Uh... So... Besides like stopping into the stores or ordering online to try these limited edition flavors, you can also, you'll also want to follow them on social media this weekend because they're going to be giving away gift cards and even some like Tiffany jewelry all day in store and online. So keep an eye on Clementine's this weekend could be Mm, worth it. Uh, Besides looking at the beautiful pictures of their ice cream that they always post. Right, right. right. Um, And one of my neighborhood favorites, Isis Plain and Fancy. They are also coming out with five different breakfast-themed treats. So a couple different takes on ice cream here. They've got a maple butter French toast that I love this. It actually comes with a slice of French toast on it. That's adorable. It's really cute. And then they also are going to do a donut ice cream sandwich that uses the chocolate long johns from Donut Drive-In, which are some of my absolute favorite donuts anywhere. Um, They're also going to have a couple different ice creams topped with different little kid cereal types um, and orange juice sorbet. And then for the 21 and up crowd, an Irish boozy coffee ice cream with whiskey coffee ice cream flavor topped with Bailey's whipped cream and a cookie. Doesn't get much better than that. I'm yeah, this sounds amazing. Can we do like a man? You know what we need to do, Dory? Write it in our calendar. And for 2022, we need to get ahead of this for ice cream for breakfast day. We need to organize a podcast sponsored like tour do ice cream for breakfast because I want to be able to stop by all these places and do kind of like a drive through taste of Soulard, but Mm -hmm. with the ice cream, this sounds so good. I can't decide. How's a girl? How's a girl supposed to pick? I we got to try them all. Got to try them all. And you don't even have to crack an egg over any of this. It is breakfast as it, uh, they all sound exactly. like they count as breakfast, but don't worry folks in the County. We have some options for you as well. Serendipity and Webster Groves. They're celebrating 
ice cream for breakfast day all month. There you can order a breakfast themed treat and you'll get a free mug. They're doing Sundays on waffles, donut, ice cream, sandwiches, several breakfast breakfast flavors. Uh, I guess the kind of semi-savory is kind of popular. They're doing a maple pecan, several adult beverages available there as well. So, you know, I mean, it's, it, it's day drinking season, right? Mardi Gras season is also day drinking season. So start with some ice cream, mix, mix, mix it all together. Um, (laughs) Boardwalk waffles and ice cream is also celebrating. They're upping the ante with some live jazz. Speaking of Mardi Gras season, free coffee, a free coffee mug for their first 50 customers this weekend. They're going to have special waffles that day to supplement the ones they already have. Typically they're going to have espresso and strawberry flavored. I've had an espresso flavored waffles. Delicious. That sounds good. I guess there it's like always ice cream for breakfast day, right? (laughs) That's true. Yeah, that's true. And here it's always ice cream for breakfast day. And then Jenny's ice cream always has some really fun and funky flavors. And they're going to have five special flavors to celebrate the day, including coffee with cream and sugar, Ooh, I bet that's pretty tasty. Honey mm-hmm. vanilla bean, skillet cinnamon roll, wildberry lavender, and this one's interesting. Everything bagel. Would you eat an everything bagel ice cream? I would give it a try. I would have on to try our, on See, our tour of ice cream. I would give it a try. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You need to, we need to do a tour. We need to we'll put a pin in this one, Dory. We're coming back to 2022 and having, a, we're going to do a big next year. Cause this sounds too go. fun to pass up. <laughs> um, and that's not the only fun thing that's happening. So if you are just like in an ice cream coma all day, Sunday, I hear there's a big football game you can watch and just hang out all day. So just, you know, you can stay home. You can stop by somewhere. You can just chill out and football it for the day, right? Football it. Yeah. In my house, Sunday is just another Sunday as yeah. far as we're concerned. There's no Super Bowl going on, but not big Chiefs fans. <laughs> not big Chiefs fans over here, but you know, for those who are partaking, we've got some options for you this weekend. So Sunday at Nine Mile Garden, they are doing a big Super Bowl tailgate party. They're going to have some food trucks and barbecue options lined up there for you as well as firing up those heaters and fire pits and having some hot drinks ready for you to serve or to drink. Um, Now, like we said, it's going to be really, really cold this weekend. So make sure you bundle up, be prepared. And as far as this recording goes, as of Wednesday morning, organizers Mm -hmm. said that they were still planning on holding this event and only canceling for rain. But you'll just want to double check the Nine Mile Garden Facebook page if you're planning on heading out there just to be sure, because the weather is supposed to be so cold. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a good place for you and the hubs to go so that you can kind of uh, pretend that it's, you just like freeze your emotions about the whole thing. <laughs> See, the only <laughs> reason I'm excited about, yeah, the only reason I'm excited about the Super Bowl this year, we're allowed to say Super Bowl on a podcast, right? Yeah. Okay. We don't have to pay money anyway. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The big game. I'm excited about it because, um, Normally I work the morning show and I can never actually stay up and watch any of it. And I think it's just one of those things that I'm just excited that I can like, you can. yeah, I don't really actually give a care at all, but you know, <laughs> I, I, I like, and I can never eat the food. I'm excited to make like for some wings or something, or maybe one of these options. Um, Dory, you were just killing it with the curated lists of awesome things for this weekend, including other game day specials. If you want to hang out at home and not have to do any of the cooking, uh, yeah. mission taco joint is going to have a family feast. They're going to have, you know, you can pick your proteins, your veggies, your toppings, chips, guac, queso, salsa, margaritas, 
64 bucks for that feast and it is just a taco party it's 64 bucks you can order it on the day of but if the option's there to order in advance which it currently is you should go ahead and take advantage of that and then also the same guys behind mission taco have opened their ghost kitchen of hole mole and they are bringing back the statesman chili from their milagro modern mexican menu that is something you can pick up if you've been hankering for that and you want to make chili you want to have that smell of chili mm. hanging out in the crock pot all sunday but you just don't want to you don't want to do it yourself or you don't want to mess it up so you can pick some of that up um either delivery or pick up through saturday and then just have that and chili's always better the next day anyway i think oh yeah and then this one is very tempting to me, even though I don't think two people should eat this many sandwiches. I'm very <laughs> tempted by it anyway. <laughs> Lion's Choice is offering up their pride packs of 10 roast beef sandwiches in an insulated bag for 25 bucks. Sunday, though, they're upping the ante on this. You will also get two free pints of vanilla custard. Again, you can order in the drive-thru or online and just smother yourself in roast beef. <laughs> Love that. If you want to smother yourself with some salt and smoke, they've got some options for you this weekend too. So they're going to have a barbecue special that includes 10 wings, 10 ribs, and 10 T-Rabs for $30. That seems really cheap. I don't that know. That is really like a, good. That sounds like a good deal to me and love me some salt and smoke. So you can order that day of, they said they'll have a special option when you order online for that uh, Super Bowl Sunday special. And then we've got another option for you at Collier's Catering. They're having a party pack that includes their famous special combos of veggie tray with dip, chili, wings, chips, and queso. It's got a little bit of everything in there for you. That is $80 feeds six people or, you know, a family of two for three days. Who knows? Um, and you can order that in advance by giving them a call. Do you have a favorite like game day watching snack? I was thinking about this and honestly, I just love having a variety of things to kind of munch on like different Me too. dips and salsas, just like a lot of little finger food things that I can kind of graze on all day. I agree. I like uh, the variety and you know what? Maybe a charcuterie board oh. ties it all together at the end. Ooh la la. Abby Eats St. Louis is a Five on Your Side production. I'm Abby Larico. And I'm Dory Almost. Make sure you're subscribed to our podcast. We drop hot and fresh in your feed every Thursday morning. Leave us a rating and a review, too. We also are on Instagram at Abby Eats St. Louis. Um, tag us. We want to know what you're eating, what stories you're following, what food topics you're interested in hearing about. And uh, we just love hearing from you all. We're excited about the next couple of episodes we're working on. And uh, Dory, I did an interview this morning for an upcoming episode, and I got an exclusive uh, never before heard fact about Joya's. Ooh, yeah. I'm so excited to hear about this. Yeah, that'll be coming up in a future episode. So make sure you're subscribed. Have a fabulous weekend and seize the plate.